We are a global force for good. Support causes that matter. Change lives. Change communities. Change the world. We can do more together than we can alone. Join in. Experience the joy of serving. Be part of the movement. Give back. Let's unite the world for good. We are lions. You can be too. Visit WeServe.org. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member FINRA SIPC, Grove Point Financial, and Kelchin Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. And good morning and welcome to Saturday in the studio. I'm Tom King and look who's here. It's Merle Kelch in the studio today. Can I'm hear, here. Can you hear that? I can now. Um, I think I got to go short going in the headphones. Mm. My wife will be happy because that means maybe I have to buy a new pair. I see. She likes it because I'm thrifty, Tom. Is that right? Well, so wait, well if yeah, she was thrifty, really. she'll make you listen to the one in just one ear. So. <laughs> I have I have that problem in, in our in our production room for some reason. The headphone jack, and this is you know nobody cares, but the headphone jack uh, only works in one ear. So when I'm recording newscasts or doing what I'm doing in there, I'm hearing everything in one ear, and I'm thinking that if I keep doing it, my one ear is going to be you know half more deaf than the other ear. And that's going to screw up everything that I listen to normally. I don't just need like more that. power, more wattage. All right, 715-845-2155, the number to call. If you have a question about your investment portfolio, today's the day to get it answered. Merle Kelch is here in the studio, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Well, bushy-tailed well, at least. Yeah. yeah, I got that part nailed. All right. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Did you watch the old TV show Mad Men when it was on about the advertising in the 1960s? And, ad, and it was based on an ad uh, agency in New York in the 1960s. No. Okay, well. Tom, you, you remember, I'm the guy who you know, doesn't watch TV. All not right. much at all. So. Well, Mad Men was a very popular show okay. for, for, right. for quite a while. One of the things that the advertising business talked about in those days was that, and, and it was dealing with cigarettes. One of the, the cigarettes was their client, and, of course, the warning labels came out on cigarettes and so they were having problems and wanted some public relations work done one of the things they talked about one of the concepts is that when you don't like the conversation change the subject facebook is talking about renaming themselves changing the subject i think from all the people that have begun to hate facebook and everything it represents will that work um probably not because i think they're going to change your name to jack wagons isn't that it (laughs) Oh, maybe not. Okay, so, yeah, but probably not. I mean, you know, I had this conversation, and folks are going to be able to tell my generation coming up in just a few minutes, but, Tom, when we were kids and you smarted off to somebody and that whole bit, what happened? You got slapped? Yeah, somebody smacked you one. I mean, that's how you learn things. I mean, you you learn things by, you know what, you you, pardon my directness, but you cock off and somebody's going to smack you alongside the head or, Popping. I mean, that's what we did in the neighborhood growing up. I, your neighborhood was, probably wasn't much different than mine when we were growing up as kids. Well, this, that doesn't exist anymore. And so people can just hop into Facebook and they can type whatever they want to. And there's no repercussions. And Facebook is trying to be the parent. And, and, and it, it's just not going to work. And so it's going to continue to be drama and drama and drama. So whether they change their name to something else or not, that's going to continue. So unless a hammer can come through the phone and whack some of these people on top of the head, to teach them some manners. Perhaps it's just going to continue on whatever their name is. So from an advertising standpoint, let's talk about from that standpoint, I, I mean, 
they're making money because they have the ability to direct and advertise the stuff that you want to uh, or direct where they want to or where their advertisers want them to go. And from that standpoint, it's brilliant. But from a social standpoint, oh, it can really drive you crazy. I saw how much they were making the other day, and it boggled my mind. I didn't realize that Facebook, and we talked about it years ago, a company that wasn't making any money for a long time, mm-hmm. all of a sudden is making zillions. And I know yeah, zillions yeah. isn't a word, but zillions of dollars. And they're an advertiser. I mean, that's what we have to look at. That's how they make their money is advertising. So <clears throat> they want us to be engaged in Facebook or in Twitter or in Snap or whatever they're the new name comes up, uh, uh, the video place, uh, TikTok's coming up. I mean, so they want us to be engaged instead of their things so that as we're there viewing, they can have all the little different pops up, uh, pop-ups of whatever it is that we might have. Um, you know, my wife continues to keep getting things on her phone right now. We started talking about, she goes, I saw this advertisement, you know, she's saying, you know, for rings. She said, you know, like wedding rings, that kind of stuff, and uh, they're using it basically as dummy rings. So rather than having your big expensive jewelry, you have this in case you lose it when you're someplace, whatever the case may be. All of a sudden, her phone starts popping up with rings all over the place on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it was from us having a conversation. I said, did you ever shut any of that stuff off? No, I haven't shut anything off. Well, you know, and I, when I go on Facebook, I shut everything off, every notification. I don't let them use anything. I don't put my phone numbers, birthdays, none of that stuff. I don't put any of that crap out there. Well, maybe my birthday's out there. I mean, I don't do that because I don't want that to happen. So I typically don't do it, except if I go look for, you know, some of the stuff I get crazy about. I look at cars a lot because I, you know, I'm a car nut. So I look at cars and also it starts popping up everything that crosses platforms between eBay and, and Facebook and that hope they pop up. And even that stuff just drives me absolutely batty. Um, but that's what they do. They're an advertising firm. But uh, the drama stuff just kind of kills you. It's a lot sort of, of like watching the Real Housewives of Facebook. <laughs> a lot of times when companies are struggling, they'll replace the CEO. Now, obviously, Facebook isn't struggling money-wise, but they're struggling perception-wise, and they're struggling reputation-wise. And I saw somebody suggest that it's not going to change until Mark Zuckerberg is out as the CEO of the company. Is that something that Facebook will think about? Is, will Zuckerberg think about maybe cashing out, stepping away, letting someone else run the company uh, to give it a better public relations feel? Boy, anything's possible. I mean, you know, it truly is. Anything is possible just to change the the, the direction of it, perhaps. Um, I don't know. Is social media a place where you would invest money at this point? Do you have uh, do you have personal investments in, in social media companies as part of your portfolio? Do you suggest that to clients at this point in time? I don't have any inside of, uh, uh, well, in advertising firms online, yes, but not inside of social media. And, and that's probably more just because of my personal preference, not because of a bottom line on that. Um, I prefer to um, invest in cl- my money and as well as to recommend to clients to invest inside of stuff that produces something. I, I like that better. Um, you know, in, in a whim, social media, you know, we saw it with um, uh, was a MySpace in the past and others. They can be there today and then go on tomorrow. Though they're selling advertising, we can see that those revenues could dry up or slow down relatively quickly. And then so does the, uh, you know, uh, the value of your stock or assets, whatever you might. So I prefer in stuff that sells assets or sells something uh, that's hard in hand. I prefer to do something like that than to sell something that's selling advertising. How about the new social media platform that your boy is starting? Uh, Donald Trump is apparently starting a new social media platform that uh, since he was kicked off of Facebook and, and Twitter, and uh, it, it's apparently a publicly traded company, in, and I think the CEO has ties to China. But that be not not mattering, I guess. The stock of this company ran up 
fell off a little bit, ran up again. So obviously anything with Trump's name is going to have volatile uh movements sure. uh, in the market is this something that you would look at at this point in i time? don't know that i would uh, personally buy it um i'm not sure that i'd advertise or ask it for clients at this point in time it still comes down to can they sell their advertising i mean no no matter what it still comes down to can they sell their advertising does it make money and uh Again, folks, I'm a weird person in this investment world. I like to invest in companies that make money. Strange. We've talked about that in the past, though. Don't you miss out on a lot of uh, opportunities then? Because let's face it, for a long time, Amazon didn't make money. Facebook didn't make money. All these, A lot of these big companies now did not make money when they started Well, they out. didn't make money early on. So, so why should we invest in them? Because they're not making any money yet. They haven't figured it out. But I have to remember, I remember us having a conversation about Facebook. You said, you're going to buy them. I said, they don't make any money. And so we didn't for a while. Then all of a sudden, uh, Facebook found out how to sell advertising, make dollars for our cell phones, switch your platform. And then from there, I'm like, yeah, it's not a bad company. Now they're making money on advertising. So they made it go. They made it work. So fantastic is a good idea. If, for example, if we take a look at um, Uber um, or Lyft, they've never made any money. I've never recommended, in fact, some clients have said, should I buy this? I'm saying, well, you know, tell me how much money they're making. Um, it's one of the same issues we have with um, buying, you know, our friends at uh, – Oh boy, the brain just went completely dead. Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin is still a computer program, and uh, with it, it keeps getting more and more popular for a computer program. It doesn't have any hard assets. It doesn't have any assets to it, and I just have a fundamental problem with that. <clears throat> now we're having, you know, family and uh, and that whole bit buying it. And they're making money, and it's going up in value. Good for them. I'm happy they are, but I just can't do it because it's not a hard asset. I'm holding on to. I was going to save this. For our for our usual Bitcoin segment later in the program, but you're just like torturing me, don't you? Apparently, uh, <laughs> there are some Walmart stores where you're not going to be able to buy Bitcoin at a kiosk. kiosk. Yeah, yeah, it's just no, it just floors me. <laughs> yeah, why don't they have tulip bulbs? <laughs> at least you that's think a this hard is asset. all going to implode and collapse at some point? You know, I'm not the the only person that has reservations about this. Um, I don't know which one it was, but one of the big hedge fund managers just talked about it. He said he foresees Bitcoin and other of these going to value of zero because, again, they just don't hold anything. They don't have any assets to them. I mean, now you're getting derivatives and mutual funds coming out on derivatives of something that still doesn't exist. And, and, and the thing is, is so sad about this, is it's fully disclosed that it, it's not anything. It doesn't, it doesn't hold any sort of a hard asset to it. Um, and so with that, there's only one inevitable place it can actually go. Again, I'm not against using crypto. I mean, using cryptocurrency or using crypto uh, for moving stuff digitally back and forth to keep it secure makes a lot of sense to me. Just not when so much is being held into something that doesn't have any hold, any hard assets, or isn't anything, it doesn't create anything, and it's just only going up in value because people just keep buying and selling a computer program using it as a form of monetary exchange as opposed to a form of investment is that your idea well that's i think that's what it was designed to be it wasn't supposed to be an investment it was supposed to be a monetary exchange that was the whole idea behind it to begin with um and in some of them where they've you know like the the stable coin and all this sort of stuff well obviously that wasn't stable because they got an enormous amount of fines because they simply didn't do what they said they were going to do but some sort of a base like that, I think, makes a lot of sense. Where, um, you know, Tom, I could be in Colombia, and you could say, "Well, Tom, I'm gonna, uh, Merle, I'm gonna send you uh, um, 500 bucks and click from your phone. It shows up at my account that I'm in Colombia, and I can make it work." That's cryptocurrency. That's being able to fundamentally move money like this in an instant, without having to go through the direct banking system. But there's got to be some 
some backbone, some hardware, you know, who's monitoring it, who's making sure if you lose your password, you can find it. And somebody has to do that or some entity has to do that someplace. That's and it's not being done right now. Certainly different from the Venmos of the world, which actually go through a, ba- a bank uh, where the money actually moves through a bank, even sure. though you can do it with, as you said, the snap of the fingers. Correct. So the cryptocurrency essentially makes it so that you don't have any exchange value back and forth. The cryptocurrency is what the cryptocurrency is for a value, for example. So you don't have to go through and have to do an exchange rate between, um, you know, the the U.S. dollar versus using a peso someplace, if we're going to use someplace in the South, for my example. And and I think it makes a lot of sense, except the unfortunate part is um, I think a lot of the use that's being done right now is dark money. Now, another part of that is, is money that's transferring out of countries that are communist in nature, such as China. I mean, China had billions of dollars leaving through Bitcoin. It's being entered in Bitcoin in China, being taken out in in other countries. Uh, And uh, China said, we had enough of that, and uh, they shut it down their country. That's it. They ended it. Done. So I don't know what happens with those Bitcoins and those values, but, uh, you know, they're not being used in the country anymore. 715-845-2155. If you have a question from Earl, give us a call. We'll take a break. Come back with more here on WSAU. Hi, I'm Lauren. Why was it so difficult to move? Maybe my left side had just fallen asleep. I exercise, I eat healthy. Hi, I'm Adam. At first, I was in denial. My wife lost zero, 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 three, three. Or visit alanon.org slash hope. And we're back here in the studio. I'm Tom King, along with Merle Kelch, Kelch and Associates in Wausau. And you had an article you saw that you wanted to touch on a bit. There is, because I think it's somewhat interesting in here. It's an article that actually comes by Mark DeCambray, and he's talking with David Tepper. David Tepper has been the founder of the Appaloosa Hedge Fund for a long time. Um, and uh, as a result, he's also created about $15.8 billion in the owner now of the uh, Jaguars. Um, so, so with it, he has an, a statement in here, which I think is relatively interesting, because it's kind of got a pause or a thought in there that um, um, that I have too, though he might be doing it sooner than being. I mean, what does he know? <laughs> um, so, so he makes a statement in here. It says sometimes there's time to make money, and sometimes sometimes there's time to not lose money. And and so this has been a conversation we've had with clients coming up for a long time. I said, you know, that I think eventually the economy is going to slow down, certainly from the pace that we are right now, because again, we just have so much cash looking to buy stuff. Um, which is one of the things that's uh, creating such a, a shortfall inside of the supply chain we've talked about. Um, and with that being the case, um, you know, so when the economy slows down, what do you do? Well, you can still make money when the economy slows down. You just change how you make it. It's different, just different. So in here, he says, you know, he's not in love with the stock market. He does not love the bond marketplace. He doesn't love the junk bonds. He's referring to markets uh, that are he thinks might be overvalued. Um, uh, he said he's just uh, kind of sitting on a sideline and taking a pause at the moment. So, so in here, um, I think that time is going to come at some point in time. I don't know when. I don't know how. Um, right now, the economy is continuing to keep expanding, but we have to watch for that. So what do we do next? And this yeah. is kind of the time to start thinking about those ideas. Folks. Yeah, don't you always say, though, that uh, you don't want to take money out of the market because then you're going to try to time it, and then you're going to lose all of the money when they when it starts well, going back up Well, typically what happens in here, Tom, is that you look at it and say, okay, we have a portfolio that's – I'm making up a number here – uh, uh, say 100,000 just because easy math. So 100,000 of it and it's largely invested right now. But with it, you may take the dividends and stuff that's coming in or maybe you shift uh, 15% of it out into another area, uh, readjust where you have maybe from uh, XYZ investments to ABC investments because they're more defensive in nature. And sometimes you make some of those adjustments, especially if you're having a, a especially a telegraphed uh, uh, a recessionary period of time coming. Well, let me ask you. Um, my, I just got my 401k statement the other day, and you're welcome. 
No, my 401k oh. <laughs> was actually down a little bit the last quarter. You got your September statement. Is, yeah, yeah. Is that October's? You're happy. Is again. that right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. or should I should I recalibrate stuff? October, you're happy again. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We've. I mean, we have clients after clients coming saying, "What happened in September?" I said, "Well, it's called market fluctuation." I said, "Look at your value currently." Oh, okay. And then they hang up and they're finding. <laughs> okay. So, um, right. you know, September the marketplace dropped off a little bit and came back again. So um, many people thought that, you know, the market's falling apart and, well, the supply chain is going to be an issue and we don't have enough jobs. And then look, they said, uh, okay, we're all right. We're making money again. That's the uh, the numbers and the financials sort of popping out from I think profitability I asked, companies and corporations. You, you mentioned the supply chain. I think I asked you this uh, last week um, that um, there, I saw somebody post uh, that um, to avoid these, quote, unquote, supply chain problems, buy local. Buy American, buy local. And I know a lot of American products are manufactured using parts that are made overseas, but mm-hmm. there are there are certainly things that we can buy that are produced, made here. Mm-hmm. Is that something that uh, we should look at at this point? To, or will that just ex- exacerbate the situation with the companies that have all the ships waiting off, off the coast of California? Uh, you know, Again, this thing with the supply chain that we're having is, is is becoming more and more as I'm reading going through this. It's more of it's um, it's more it's more it's of more the, of just a huge demand. Well, it, that yeah. huge demand, and then the inability to get the stuff to where it needs to go because of the truck drivers. The old truck drivers are retiring. Young truck drivers are not taking the uh, jobs. And we had the story yesterday, and a lot of people say, "Well, nobody's working because they're getting all that free unemployment." Well, apparently that's not the case because the unemployment numbers are basically the same even when the enhanced unemployment went away. So there's something else working here, and I think the labor experts were saying people are retiring, and there aren't enough young people taking these jobs yeah, to replace yeah. them. And, and, and all of that is accurate. I mean, there's not one of those things that's that's true. We might be able to have a debate on the uh, the unemployment part having an effect, but um, but largely there's this huge bubble of cash that's trying to buy stuff, and it's creating such an enormous demand at large um, across the board. So you go through manufacturers, especially from an electronics standpoint, and their demand is off the charts. Uh, people want their goods and services, and we can't get the stuff. We can't get enough of it built, and it's so more of that than having a normal business of A. We're now A plus two, and at normal business of A, things would be fine. But because of all the cash that's out there from stimulus and other things, savings from being at home during the the, the, the crisis, um, has now created demand A plus two, and so with that, they're going through trying to get that demand, and there's just not enough workers to cover that additional demand that's coming in. So that's going to be a bubble coming through. Even uh, Powell said, you know, we could have inflationary pressures going up into next year easily, and I think that's going to be true. Um, and I think those inflationary pressures, again, because of so much cash trying to drive and to buy things, is emptying out the shelves for whatever it is that you're going for. I want to, um, it's causing a, an issue, and it's going to take a while for that bubble to get through. I want to throw out a suggestion here. And, and you know, I saw the story where they said, well, you know, this is going to cause Christmas to, to not be good. It's going to be a bad holiday season. Well, if you're – if your whole holiday season is built around consuming things that may be the wrong way of looking at the mm-hmm. holiday. But my suggestion is, and, and my wants these days, and I know everybody's different, but my wants these days and the things I give for gifts these days are not things. They're not stuff. I give, I want to give experiences, whether it's concert tickets or restaurant yeah. gift certificates or, um, you know, massages, whatever the case may be. instead of stuff, instead of waiting for the stuff that's sitting on those ships off the coast of California, give experiences that you can purchase right here in Wausau or the area. Um, And and what a great idea. Um, 
you know, in our household, we've talked about doing some things that are not based upon stuff, but, you know, knowledge, information, that kind of stuff. Grandkids hate that part. Yeah. They hate know. getting clothes, by and the way. Books. Yeah, They've yeah, told yeah, us yeah, that. Yeah. I don't like getting clothes, you know. So. <laughs> They but like even, books, but, 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 but even that, I mean, I just, I just think that, uh, the whole idea and I understand our whole economy is based on what companies don't make money until the holiday season, which I guess says something else about how everything is set up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, holidays used to be about, you know, family and getting together and all that kind of stuff rather than consumption. And so I agree with you on that. Uh, well, it's so. been a long time since that was. I mean, Charlie Brown did a special in the mid '60s talking about consumerism and how it was wrecking Christmas. Right? We grew up as a poor family. There wasn't any consumption. You know, right. so what do you want for? Well, do you want the red block or the blue rock this year? You know, we switch it off. All right, we're going to take a break for some news. We'll come back with more. If you have a question for Merle, give us a call. We'll be right back here on WSAU. We are lions. We bring hope where it's needed. We are a global force for good. Support causes that matter change lives, change communities, change the world. We can do more together than we can alone. Join in. Experience the joy of serving. Be part of the movement. Give back. Let's unite the world for good. We are Lions. Because of you, I will be paying it forward and serving my nation. Join us at thanksusa.org. And we're back here in the studio. I'm Tom King. Merle Kelch, Kelch and Associates. You know, before we get started, well, that's with right. This we segment, still have I, a radio show, don't I should, we? Yeah, I should probably yeah. play the this. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only, and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member Finra SIPC. Grove Point Financial and Kelch and Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. Merle and I were discussing during the break that we are going to leave the current businesses we're in and become wedding DJs. We are. They make a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Well, wedding singers, isn't it? Is on the show. <laughs> they don't want us as wedding singers. No. Well, maybe we can give no. it a try. Wedding yeah, crashers, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, folks, we talk about it all the time, and I've said on this program about uh, guilt by association. And, and I talk about guilt by association because sometimes you look at an industry, the industry is going to be good for a long period of time, but it may be going through some, some, some sort of adjustment. And you get some stocks that drop off or go back and forth um, in the short term, but it might be a long-term thing. And now, folks, when I talk about this, I'm talking about an article that comes from Wallace Witkowski called AMD Earnings Look Again to Succeed Where Intel Has Disappointed. And so I'm not recommending you go out and buy or sell either one of these stocks. But the point to an article and the point to something I look for um, when I'm trying to purchase a stock or give ideas to clients or something of this nature. And here's some of those things we look at. So AMD earnings, and AMD has been the Avis of chips for a long time behind Intel. And, and personally, I've made and lost more money with that stock than probably any other. Um, and I like the company doing some great job. Their, um, uh, you know, the amount of holdings that they have, their capital growth, and that whole bit has been tremendous over the years. they got a, a CEO in there that's doing fantastic things. As where Intel has just been kind of riding the wave and not been growing. And so their lack of expansion and growing and getting stuff done has caused cost them uh, quite a bit as far as growth. And they're letting their uh, competitors, such as AMD, which is the closest one, um, eat up on some of their market share. So now on that, Intel comes out this past uh, week and uh, their numbers aren't hitting. They're having a, a big drop uh, you know, problem again. Uh, so their stock drops on Friday 11.68%. Um, but remember, Intel 
is also putting a lot of money into new plants, new growth, new chips, new capacity that they have to build, which is going to take them a few years to go. So this is one of those where I tell people, you know, it's guilt by association in the sense that they didn't hit their profit numbers right now, but they're building for a number of years ahead. And the new CEO that's coming in here used to be in Intel before. It was one of the people that brought them to the dance party to begin with. And so look at it. It could be a case in your portfolio to have not only AMD for now, but to buy some of the Intel for two or three years later, just because they're dropping, because they're not having their chip sales, but they're building for years coming up. You know, Tom, there was a company a long time ago that took whatever profit that they made and they built it back into new technology, new technology, faster, quicker, different, rather than their original source that they had. They went into just being a major retailer and now uh, enormously successful and profitable. This company's called Amazon. And so maybe we're having the same type of a thing here with Intel. So folks, find that article and read about it and see if one of these ideas might be good for you looking up for years down the road because you're certainly not going to make any money for it in the next few of it would has, has Amazon gotten to the point now where they're almost too big that uh, the, the their reputation is is not good anymore if it comes to as it comes to uh, the workplace as it comes to people are annoyed that Amazon controls so much of the market or that, monopoly uh, monopoly uh, situation talks, right right um, well companies that get that large always end up hitting that remember Microsoft had that for years too but they kept buying up the ideas from their competitors and uh, had antitrust lawsuits all over um, Alibaba's having that problem which is the by the way folks the Amazon of China uh, is having that problem in China right now where China's trying to break them up because they're having too much influence. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that becomes the case, but uh, it certainly seems to be handy for them to be a price checker to buy something on and see if you're getting good price, whatever it is that you want to buy. Well, certainly convenience. There's no question about it. When you can order something and it's delivered to your door in two days, you know, the old line was Walmart killed all of the mom and pop shops in downtowns all over the country. Now it's Amazon's Amazon killing the rest, killing, every, yeah, <laughs> killing everything else. Right, right. So is that I mean, is that a good thing for America? Well, you know, what I think is happening is that we're now seeing competition or competitors for Amazon coming in, and that's always good, not only by Walmart, what we just talked about, um, but Target's doing a pretty good job and having some competition with them too. So I think competition is always good, um, but uh, some of the things I think are happening inside of Amazon that I think are unfair is when they put their products and services up against other products and services on the inside. I don't think they should be allowed to do that. It should be just simply an open platform for competition back and forth. So they're the middle fan, that's fantastic, but they shouldn't be cutting out their competitors to push their own stuff at first. I don't think they should be right. You know, all of these things are private companies, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Amazon. And the argument from some areas is that they have become too entrenched and too entwined in everyday life to be treated as private businesses anymore. They almost have to be treated like the electric company or the water company or, you know, a, a service like that. And there, there needs to be more regulation as to what they can do, what they can charge, what they can get away with. What's your take on that? Well, I'm never a big fan of regulation. I'm a big fan of making sure that it's fair trading. I mean, that's what I'm a big fan of. Um, if, if Facebook wants to do whatever they want to do, that's fine, but there has to be repercussions of it. I don't think Facebook or some of these other companies should have and I can't think of the rule at this point in time where they're excused by the stuff that goes on. I think they should be regulated as a journalistic company, as a newspaper would, and selling advertising. That's what they do. They just do it digitally, and they shouldn't have the being able to hide it beyond, uh, behind the 
was it, is it 244? Is that the regulation, 249? I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was whatever it is. But if you're out there listening, you know what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about, and I can't think of the number. But um, but I think it should be open architecture, let competition happen. You know, let them go ahead and have competition and do what they do. There's somebody out there that's already created a new version of the stuff that's better. I assure you that's the case. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure somebody has. And let let that go forward and be competitive from that standpoint. But also, um, you know, if they got stuff that's going wrong, they should also be uh, liable for lawsuit. How about just this just sprang to my mind because I was reading about it online yesterday. There were some people that were complaining about it, people that are, that are suffering. We were talking off the air earlier about um, diabetes. And the insulin that people need to purchase uh, to basically stay alive, uh, the patent for insulin was sold for a dollar by the original inventors back in the day because they said this is so important for people that have diabetes that we can't, you know, make profits on this. It's got to be available to everyone. Mm-hmm. And yet now the uh, insulin patents must be owned by somebody because the cost to pr- to produce a vial of insulin, and I, I'm just going by what I read yesterday, and whether or not this is true or not, I think it is. But uh, and I don't know what the numbers, but the cost to produce a vial of insulin is like three or four dollars, maybe five, and they're selling it for four hundred and five hundred dollars a vial. I mean, for people who, if they can't buy it, they're going to die in in some cases. Is that a legitimate economic model for our country, where needed health care? And I've you've, you've heard my argument for years that for-profit health care is, is not good, that we don't that we should find another way to deliver health care in this country as opposed to a for-profit model. What's your take on a situation like that and the companies that produce that and are making these huge profits? Well, we don't have competition. Uh, we're not going to have the health care that we have. So I think we had to have to have for-profit health care. I think that's what drives uh, the stuff, and let's use insulin. Um, a good friend of mine has a really, really bad diabetes, and he takes insulin as derived from an iguana. Not a joke. Well, we, we wouldn't have that if it didn't if we didn't have competition to find out how to do it. So the original patent, yes, sold for a dollar, but the patents have changed, and every time the patent changes even a little bit, it becomes a new patent. It's not the same patent any longer. Now, for gouging, I do have a problem with some of that. You know, where you're seeing some of these, you know, $3, and they're selling When for does profit become so, gouging? At what level? Yeah, I don't, I don't know an answer with that. I think there should be a, some sort of a reasonable amount of profit, but if there's gouging, there's, you know, and... and uh, doesn't go. Yeah, the other part of that is that uh, you have somebody who has a, a product that's similar or better and selling it for half the price. That'll change the pricing and anything else. Let the competition uh, do the work. We're not talking about buying regulate. boats and cars and computers and, and houses, though. We're talking about stuff that you need to stay alive in many cases. We're talking about medical care. We're talking about drugs. Yeah, well, We're talking about, I mean, so. But there's, there's, always a, there's always a product or a service that's similar at lesser of a price. Generics become part of it. Um, you know, so it, it all becomes the, the same thing initially. You know, I can choose to pay buy a leave and pay, you know, I'm making up a dollar amount, um, $15 for a bottle, or I can choose to go buy naproxen sodium um, at $4, and it's essentially the same stuff. I can choose to do that. Um, but if uh, the company that created leave, and I don't even know which company it is, um, but if they didn't come out and do the research and development and start making the money at it, it wouldn't be existing as, as the generic a version lot, of it either. A lot of that research and development, though, is helped out by government grants and government funding and yeah, college funding need, and things sure. like that. Well, you look at all kinds of stuff, you know, the space race. 
um, uh, automobiles, electric cars, solar panels. I mean, it goes down the, down the line. The, uh, the idea of the original space race was that there wasn't a single company that could afford to go to the moon, so the government had to take uh, take this and, and, and make it possible. Yeah. Now, space tourism is becoming such a thing, and private companies are, are going to try to make a profit on, well, on, the, on re- space. Well, the engineering had been done already, you know, so... Uh, the, the engineering of, you know, how fast you need to re-enter the, you know, the earth and how fast you need to go to get up there. All that sort of stuff is done. The rest of it is just simply putting the rockets together. I mean, at least eh, I'm not going to do it. But, and, and by the way, I'd have to pay twice if they're going to haul me up to space. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's like the rides at the uh, amusement parks. Are there, are there weight limits? Are there, are there size limits of, of people well, that go on the, on these space flights? We need a big chair and I'm certain there's a lot of G's. Would so you do it fun. if like Bill Shatner, even at the age of 90, would you take one of these tourist space rides if it was available to you? Uh, maybe, you know, um, when I'd the want, price point comes down to the a price reasonable point level, comes down yeah, to someplace yeah, that I'd like, right. you know, so, you know, for me, it's, it's not the value that they're asking. And I'm thinking I'd spend 1500 bucks for a trip. What the heck? Well, that may well, be coming in our lifetime. We'll, we'll have to see. Well, we'll have to see. All right, we're going to take well, a break It might here. be when we're 90. We'll come, back, we'll come back with more. If you have a question for Merle, give us a call. We'll be right back on WSAU. Now, this day. Here's Chris Connolly. During the Great Depression, golf became too expensive for most people to play. On this day, October 23rd. As a truck driver, I've learned how important road safety is. I know that large trucks need more time and... Most treatable. Women over 40 should schedule a mammogram today. Women of any age who are at high risk should talk to their doctors about when to start screening. For information about mammography, breast cancer disease, screening, and treatment, visit radiologyinfo.org. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member FINRA SIPC, Grove Point Financial, and Kelch Associates are unaffiliated companies. And, folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. We're back in the studio. I'm Tom King along with Merle Kelch. Well, the Dow closed at a record, posting its third straight positive week. Apparently, mm-hmm. the markets, you guys, aren't scared of inflation at this point. Well, and inflation, you know, boy, there's going to be parts that are going to stay. I mean, uh, um, the wage part of inflation is going to stay, which I don't think is a bad thing when people are making a couple more bucks. Uh, real estate's going to end up staying. Well, you know, let's find out what happens with uh, oil and gas. Uh, but uh, uh, Greg Robb has an article out says the Fed's Powell says the goal of a healthy labor market uh, could be met next year. And so that's what they're uh, looking forward to. Because if we can get that labor market stabilized um, and get some more jobs coming back for the demand that's out there right now, it could do a long, uh, great job for us, from not only from an inflation standpoint, but also to try to uh, slow down or mitigate any possibility for a recessionary period of time coming up. And so that's one of the, the biggest things that the Fed is looking at at this point in time, even though he said, uh, it, it may very well be possible to have to increase interest rates a little bit somewhere along the way to try to hit that uh, inflationary goal of about 2%, which, of course, we're much higher than that right now. I think the last measure was, I think it was 5.4%. I'm going from memory. I don't have that number sitting in front of me, folks. Um, so so with it, inflation is the big thing we have to do, um, and it's probably going to continue to extend into next year before we find a chance. Somewhere along the way, I actually wrote a note down here, and I said it, and I mean this uh, very much in humor. I found a way to try to get rid of all this excess cash. 
just go to the casino, Tom. Just take your excess cash. Go there. Have a good time. Visit your relatives and, uh, and make well, a donation. Yeah, well, you know, whatever you need to do. But uh, just get rid of that excess cash, folks. You know, go have some fun with it. It'll be a great time. I would imagine in uh, the casinos um, took a major hit during the pandemic oh, yeah. and, and still to this day. I mean, a lot of the games aren't open. I see Potawatomi in Milwaukee finally is reopened again 24 hours now with the restaurants and the gaming floor. Uh I know a lot of the casinos around here have taken some of the games out because of COVID restrictions and things like that. But I would imagine if people get out of the habit of going to the casino, it may be tough to get them back. Um, well, they're having to do a lot more work to get them in there. Um, I have a, a lot of knowledge. I'm not an expert on casinos, but I have a lot of knowledge of them. Not from the gaming side of the world. I'm not a real big gambler, which is interesting because I'm in this business. But, <laughs> um, uh, but, but in them, uh, a lot of the casinos – continue to keep paying your employees even though the numbers came in. Uh, especially with a lot of the uh, uh, the local ones around here, they continue to keep paying everybody. So they said, well, we just had the bet that it was going to come out the best. Um, they continue to keep paying people, and, and the numbers are coming back again. So with the slowdown, they kind of did a little bit of restrictive measures, uh, which um, um, you know, I said you should just open it up and let people make the decision on their own, but you know, I'm not part of that part of the world. But casinos really took it. Like many of the, the entertainment uh, types of uh, things they just really took it on the chin you know we went to see Blake Shelton um, and uh, in Milwaukee a few weeks ago and so you have a whole arena versus a place and uh, they just simply said well um, you know, your masks are optional we suggest you have a vaccine before you come in there wasn't a mask in the place nobody had any masks on and they there's yeah. no way to check whether or not they weren't checking your vaccination card as you came in so Absolutely there, there were a lot of people they're just were making sure you didn't have any metal or guns and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. they weren't looking yeah. And, and it was a tremendous show, and uh, the artist had a blast, and everybody's having a good time. And, and no mention of masks or pandemic. Everybody just had a great time and laughed and joked and jimped and danced. Well, I really didn't dance, but, I mean, everybody else was. And the audience was thankful for that, that you didn't dance. Well, I, I don't like it when I dance, Tom, because people started throwing singles at me. It used uh -huh. to be fives, but now, right. it's, you know, now it's singles because I gained a couple pounds. Well, we are <laughs> – now you've got. Now I've. Now got you can't the, get that out of your head. Now I've got you? the Chris Farley sketch from Saturday Night Live in my head. Chris Farley, the Chippendale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, me. All right. Um, well, we've got a few minutes left. We were heading toward the end of the year. A couple of months left. Anything that folks need to do as far for tax reasons or anything else that you know, that there, they need there are to do? some potential things that are a really good idea. So uh, we're bringing it up in our office and having conversations now, where somebody says, "Oh, I think I might want to sell this piece of land." I said, "If you're going to do it now." We think the capital gains as an industry, our industry, the financial industry, uh, we think the capital gains rates are going to change for next year. So the capital gains rates, which are right now, that if you have something over a year, is considered long-term capital gains. And depending upon your tax bracket, you could pay taxes on the, as, as little as 10%, uh, maybe going up into the 15 range. Well, that's proposed to actually become ordinary income. So it doesn't matter whether you bought it now and sold it now or bought it now and sold later. It's going to be whatever your tax rate is. So, Tom, I know your tax rate's at the 39%. Um, so, so that would be your tax rate, whatever your federal tax is. So, so there's a lot of people doing a lot of selling right now based upon uh, the potential capital gains rates coming up. Um, so, so that's going to be a, a big one coming. I know there's a lot of people that I know had switched to corporate um, uh, designation on their companies. Um, and they changed the corporate designation because the corporate tax rate, of course, at 21%. Um, and now we're looking at switching it back to individual because corporate tax rates have the potential going up. So, so if you're in that boat that you think you might want to sell a piece of property um, or you have some stocks or some windfalls or some investments that are out there, 
um, you're worried about the taxes, this year might be the time to do that. So talk with your tax preparer, your financial advisor. Talk with them about doing some of that now because now's probably the better time to do it than next year if we see the corporate tax rates, capital gains rates, and other types of taxes uh, showing up on the bottom line. All right. Well, we're out of time for today. If folks want to get a hold of you on Monday, how can they do that? Stop in on 3rd Avenue and Bridge Street in Wassa, or if you're bored, come at the Eagles Club at 915 to help take docs out this morning. All right. So maybe He's looking not. for helpers, folks. Yeah, okay. yeah, the docs have to come out of the lake. So if you have some spare time this morning, <laughs> well, give Merle you. a hand. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. So stop and visit us, 3rd Avenue and Bridge Street. Come on in, kick the tires, have a cup of coffee. Give us a call locally, 715-849-3600, outside the Wassa area at 866-355-5100 or find us online at kelchinassociates.com. All right, we'll talk to you again next week. See you next week, buddy. Merle Kelch, Kelch and Associates in Wausau. It's coming up on 9 o'clock. We've got the news on the way. The polka shows are up today as well, and we've got Badger football this afternoon. It's a 2 o'clock, uh, two o'clock kick from West Lafayette, Indiana, as the Badgers take on Purdue. That means Badger game day begins at noon right here. And uh, the Bucks are in action tonight on our sister station, 93.9 The Game. They're playing the San Antonio Spurs down in Texas. So Badger football this afternoon, 2 o'clock kick. Badger game day begins at noon on WSAU. One in five of us is bullied.